Hey everybody, it's Jared here with a quick correction for this episode before we get into it in regards to the song contest. Now, in this episode, I say that Mogan correctly guessed the song as being from the game Shadow of the Colossus. However, that was wrong. I misread Brandon's original hint where he tells me the game that it's from, even though it plainly says which game it's from. It's actually from Ico, the predecessor to Shadow of the Colossus, and his hint was a dual hint where, since he said... Before you can face giants, you must lead a stranger by the hand. Leading the stranger by the hand takes place in Ico, whereas facing the giants, Shadow of the Colossus. So because of that, Mogan will not be picking the song for next week, but everything else still stays the same. Michael Sandoval will still be providing us with his hint for his correctly guessed game that he guessed last week. And since no one else has correctly guessed that, the, that Brandon's hint was from Ico, I'll be stepping in to fill the, to fill the gap for next week's episode. Anyway... Probably a bit more explanation than you needed, but we still realized we were in error and we wanted to point that out and fix it. So enjoy the episode and enjoy the contest at the end. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. What's up? And with that incredible balancing act to my left, Zachary Parks. Yo, if you're listening, they can't see the balance. They can't, but they if you're, that's why they should be watch. watching. Well, it wasn't that impressive. They're was, not, they're was, not missing out on anything. This was a signal to raise the LaCroix. Oh. oh. Enjoy the LaCroix. Enjoy LaCroix. LaCroix and Hua. Right. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You are the will, reason we're not getting this sponsorship. LaCroix is just laughing. In laughing. Office. <laughs> Those team chat idiots again. <laughs> Trying to get us our sponsorship money, but we won't give it because that one Mogan. Because <laughs> of that one person. I she just won't give in. LaCroix. La, I, I can't even say it wrong anymore. LaCroix. I, I refuse. There was, I took a photo. I didn't even show you guys, but there's a, a just a huge gallery of LaCroix boxes in front of this uh, Whole Foods I went to. I took a picture. I forgot to say That's it. glorious. But it was glorious. Yeah, That's I wanted to amazing. jump in and be like, Did you lay this? down on them and have some stranger take a photo of you in paradise? <laughs> right, please sponsor us. <laughs> We're, we'll Build a little house out of the boxes and I think persistence is key. We just keep knocking just on keep that door. Knocking on the door. Exactly. <laughs> Opportunity knocks more than once sometimes. Right. <sighs> but if you did not know, Team Chat Podcast is a video gaming podcast where we talk about the games we love and the games we hate and everything in between. We do that through top three lists, discussions, debates, and guests every once in a while. If you'd like to get in contact with us to send us topic ideas, general questions, or feedback from the show to tell us how much we suck <laughs> or how much you love us, preferably we would like the love. We will read them all the on the air. You know, but we'll take the constructive criticism yeah. as well. Hey, we're the worst you can podcast do that. on iTunes. <laughs> well, I like that. You can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Twitter, and liking us on Facebook at Team Chat Podcast, respectively. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch every episode in video format and get to look at our beautiful faces Every and not just hear our beautiful voices after 40 yeah, after 30, 30 because that's when we actually started recording the full you can listen to them all on youtube but you can watch totally. them after 30 that's on youtube true. we also have game clips and other fun stuff on there as well so you should check it out false and all those things to get the full team chat experience if you would like to support the show you can also do just that and i have to give a special shout out to michael sandoval who recently started supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Team Chat Podcast. Thank you, Michael. A round of applause. Also, the, uh, the winner 
Also the winner, yes, yes. of our song contest, yes, which we will get contest. to in a momento. Mm-hmm. But if you would like to give us support the show, we will give we return your support with some perks like getting the show early before it's Tuesday general release. But you, again, if you would like to do that, you can check this out at patreon.com slash team chat podcast. And now, yes, as Zach alluded to our uh, song contest, my segue was just 20 seconds too early, but it was there. And I but love it was that. There. Tried. that, that was I love that it was there. Thank you. Yes. yes Working yes. on my comedy. It's more timing. than I do. <laughs> You just zone out yeah, during this you, interview. Yeah. You don't, you don't even know. Out. Out last it's time. a mix hey, of not paying her. attention and blind antagonism. <laughs> <laughs> More so, I feel like <laughs> blind antagonism. My real strengths. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, I got to get the thing. So the winner of, the, of that one was... Yeah, one. Mogan. Yeah. Oh, you know what sucks? I knew I was right. Besides the fact With that Shadow of the Colossus being the game. <laughs> I said Shadow of Colossus after that. After po- we finished recording and you didn't guess it. I was like, because I was back in my head. I was like, I was like seeing y'all's poker face. I was like, oh, I, I got a good one. I was like, That's I think it's Shadow of Colossus. You guys were like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, maybe it's not. You know, well, you guys could be a good runaround. In my head, I was celebrating because I was like, Zach got it. He's going to get to pick. shit. Wow, but I can't sucks. tell him. But I can't tell him ahead of time. I, that was a blo- and was, then you posted, and I was like, "Damn!" I, I was thinking, "I know he's right," and then you wow. posted something and I else, and I was like, "Oh, never mind." And this I got on idiot. Facebook early. I was like, "I'm gonna guess." <laughs> gonna guess sucks. right at that. So, when I saw you blow your guess, I was wow. like, "Never mind. I will I be right." Myself. I'm going right in, and Mogan <laughs> steals it away with Shadow of the Colossus. Thank you, Brandon, you for that guess. So now Mogan gets to take the Woo. take the take the contest back. To the host. Back to, yeah, back to the host. Back to where it belongs. Yeah. Look at all these, these dirty pull, these monkey balls off of it. I don't know. I, I love all, I've been loving all the hands. submissions from the listeners. It's been no, I love it. Obviously, I like being I able for us to but also guess it. if we don't know them. That that was really fun. It is fun. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. a good hint from Brandon. Good hint. Excellent hint. Yeah. So Michael Sandoval guessed correctly last last episode for the song. So he will be giving the hint. He's provided us with a hint that we will provide be giving at the end of the episode. So Groovy. stick around. Yeah, don't tell us again so I can get another one right. Yeah. No, Zach will never you're, win. Uh, you're, <laughs> hashtag Zach. You got one right, win. so now you're you're uh, you're off. You can't vote oh, this week. Oh, I can't yeah, guess the Logan, next round. You greedy, greedy person. <laughs> can't guess this time. Jeez. You caught me. You got my number. <laughs> but now it's time to move on to the topic of today's episode. Which is one great that, topic, by it, the way. It's a great topic, and one that has uh, been a long time coming. I feel like because you always try to talk to us about like racing yeah. games like that, and yeah. we're normally like, I don't yeah, play you that. Guys fall asleep. We're just like, yeah, mm, she's like Zelda. I'm like mm, Last of Us. What? Uh, what? So, what? 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 Driving? Gotham, what? But this episode, we are going to be talking about some of our favorite vehicles from games. Woody woo. Which was a little difficult for me, I gotta say. Because I don't play a whole lot of... Because immediately, when I think of like a vehicle yeah. topic, I'm instantly thinking like racing games or something like that. That's what comes to mind. But then I have to realize that, oh, no, wait, there are lots of other games that have lots of vehicles. Duh. Mm-hmm. So I just have to expand my horizons a little bit. Think outside the box, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on how metaphysical you're getting, the body is your own vehicle. Right. Yeah. There were actually, I had to go, I went and uh, referred to some lists, and there were a couple that were just like... Um, it's not on my list, so I'll mention it. Like in God of War three, I believe you ride on the back of one of the Titans that uh-huh. uh, that uh, uh, the Titan cool. Gaia, and it was like Gaia is a vehicle. And I was like, mm, right. okay, I know. Like in Skyrim, you can ride dragons, so maybe oh, you know Alduin a, is a is a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, you're using them as a form, form of transportation. You one place to another, you can technically count as a vehicle. Right. But still, I, I looked I at the like, list too, and it had uh, 
what is it? Eponia from not Eponia. Oh, the the, the, the Miyazaki Epona. film. Yeah, Epona <laughs> from uh, How Zelda. Dare you? <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. We, we might have been looking at the same. We probably list. were. I didn't take anything from that list. All though. of mine are one. Really oh, you're a fraud. I don't think any of mine were from anything else, and they're all kind of weird. Okay. So don't look. Don't look. Mine, mine are pretty straightforward, even though I actually had a rare moment for one of these lists, abundance of... Uh, abundance. Uh, just <laughs> Too an many abundance options. of options. This and is the like, most wow, prepared I think Zach has ever been. Be. I was like excited <laughs> writing this down. I was like, Ooh, this is great. I have a story about this. <laughs> well, then he should definitely <laughs> kick us off then. Just winging it. <laughs> no, Give I don't us. wing it. I do research. <laughs> We all do research. Like, yeah. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then uh, go ahead. Yeah, since I you're, start, since okay. you're uh, chomping at the bit, sure. uh, kicks it off here. So I definitely didn't have an issue figuring out my number one. But then two and three, I was like, that's where I hit a bunch of games that were kind of in the same vein. That were like a lot of childhood games that I had played. A couple new ones. But I, 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 stayed, I stayed back in the day. I stayed with some N64 games. Nice. So the first one that I want to talk about is it's kind of funny, but it's also... I think sort of an interesting pick. It's from a game called Rush. Rush. Just one Is that word. A game? Is so, that a, I think it's actually fast paced rock? It's uh <laughs> Is that a band? I think it's actually from uh Rush Two. So this is a game from okay. N sixty four. It's a racing game. Okay. Um and don't know it. You know, I man, if you didn't play Rush, I feel bad. I feel bad for people that missed <laughs> well, out on Rush. Bring it over. I got an N sixty four. We'll fire that baby up. I think. Uh, I hope to tickle some nostalgia bones here because anyone that played Rush, I really think loved it. I think it's a it's a hard game not it's a it's a hard game not to love. You okay. know what I mean? I think people that played it sort of hold it in high regard for a racing game. It's not like Cruising USA. It's mm, not That was like, my jam. Cruising USA has that sort of feel, very arcade style, right? Yep. And Rush yep. is totally arcade, but what Rush had was physics. So think about a really good predecessor to a game like Burnout. I was going to mention racing games. You guys going to be like, what? I know Burnout. <laughs> you know Burnout. So um, I, would, I would say Rush is, a, is somewhat of a very distant relative to Burnout. It, it had the physics down in a very early console that was cool to see. And I remember playing this game a fair amount. And it was one of those games that the whole family played. Like, I played with my sister. I remember my mom playing at some point. It was wholesome. Was she good? My sister was good. Oh. And um, it was it was a game that kind of brought us together. So that, that I have nice. cherished memories of Rush, even playing it in hotel rooms with my sister. You know what I mean? Remember when, yep. remember when hotel rooms, you could have, like, they would have a system at the bottom. Remember that? Yeah. No. Yeah, they, I, I've been, you never stayed in hotels? Were you staying? Uh, they, I, only stayed, I only stayed in one hotel that had this. Yeah, I stayed in maybe three or four. Oh and, man! And yeah, but you had like you st- you could like turn it on all this stuff, but then you actually yeah. had to like rent an hour on it. It was or something you had like, to rent like it pay out. by the hour or something like that. So I have a very vivid memory of playing Rush in a hotel room because I was like, I don't want to go explore Montreal. I want to <laughs> <laughs> I want to stay indoors and play my video games. Some people some oh, people pay for an hour at a hotel room. video games. <laughs> some people pay for an hour at a hotel room for sex, but Zach did it for video no. games. Yeah, was, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was also you know twelve. <laughs> Anyways, so Rush... So video games would have been the top of your mind. Exactly. I get that. That's, <laughs> so, that's safe. That's safe. Uh, so Rush was, you know, I, at the end of the day, it was, I, I would call it still a standard racer. It just had these high-flying physics and acrobatics incorporated into it. Mm-hmm. If you didn't want to race, they had a, a, a whole arena that was just ramps. Huh. So you, a game at this era, I think it's like 98. I think it was before the 2000s, 97 maybe. Yeah. Before... A game that incorporated ramps into one of the, its arenas, you know, has a lot of... It's, it's not your standard racing game. Right. A lot, it has a lot more to do with 
the feel of the cars and how they kind of maneuver in the air. And it was a ton of fun. I mean, can so you the, do I, tricks? So yeah, you kind of can do tricks when you're doing the arena mode. You'll get um, points for getting airtime, for doing barrel rolls, for doing like skids. But it's it, you can't like maneuver the car very well in the air. Just okay. you have to hit the ramp at the right way. So they obviously. Rush had sports cars and like cool red Lamborghini looking cars yeah. and crazy stuff like that. And you also raced in San Francisco, Seattle, real places. But my favorite vehicle was the van. The van. <laughs> so they had a vehicle in Rush. You know, they, they, it's called Van. It just says Van. Okay. <laughs> and, Easy uh, enough. You know what you're getting. But it's basically a VW van. So oh, okay. picture a VW oh, van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally okay. a VW van. And the thing that was so fun about racing the VW van were the physics were a little bit askew for it. It was top heavy. So I have very fond memories of racing through San Francisco against these Lamborghinis and Ferraris. And, you know, I'm in a fucking <laughs> VW van. Like, you're, you stay with them. It's not like you're that much slower. You know, right. they, they didn't have any too much distance between the stats for these vehicles. But every time I would take a turn, I would do this sort of two-wheel Sort of thing. Oh, all the time. yeah. Hell yeah. It was just, top heavy. Yeah, it would, and, and, and it just gave me that thrill of yeah. excitement of like, oh, because if you flip over, you blow up. So I didn't oh. mention that. Oh, damn. <laughs> if you flip over, you land. It's and hardcore. You, it's hardcore. And if you skid on the, the roof of your car, as it were, yeah. you, you would blow up and then reset. So, you know, it wasn't a, a total loss. I guess you, you could reincarnate yourself. But the van just had this extra level of fun to the Rush series. And, and so there was Rush Run, Rush 2. Then rush like twenty forty seven, like the future that we have Very not even got to yet. So you could like fly the cars around. Fly the cars. Um, so yeah, the van was something that I always picked just to add to the excitement of the race. I was super obsessed, and the reason I talked about Bernard that one time is I love crashes and I yeah. love like the, you know I love these physics of these cars and the way they move. And Rush was really the introduction into that territory of racing games. Because before that, I mean, I'd played Mario Kart, I'd played. And this is all around the same time, probably. I had played um, another game that I was going to mention, um, Extreme G. I was going to do the honorable mention. That one sounds familiar. Extreme G is a motorcycle sounds game extreme. with like, missiles. Oh, yeah. man. You're going like 1,000 miles per hour, I think. <laughs> what and, system was that one for? N64. Okay. So Extreme G, I was going to just do an honorable mention. They had great vehicles to that, like these cool painted motorcycles with missiles and stuff. So <laughs> think of a mature Wait, Mario so were you Kart. like combating the other yes. motorcycles? Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Oh, it was awesome. That's badass. Extreme Jeep's a great one. Cool. But Rush, I just had a lot more. Uh, Rush was fun, light, and, you know, they had a fucking man in it that like really t- felt heavy and, and fun. So Rush, I really, and I've, I don't think I've, I think I've talked about Rush once before on the podcast. Maybe. I, I might I have remember. mentioned it, but I, but I have super fond memories. And taking that van out into that arena, and so if, to picture the arena, it's just humongous ramps. I mean, you get huge airtime. This is not like a realistic thing at all. It's, it's, it's massive. It's high flying and it's a lot of fun. And anyone that remembers rush, I think will have very fond memories of that van either racing with it or against it. It's always, it just sticks out in all these, uh, in a sea of cool cars, right? Be different. Yeah. Be Be your own. You. Yeah, exactly. So I just start out with, with the van from 
Rush 2, I believe. I think, I think I'm, I'm, yeah, it's Rush 2. Nice. Very nice. So one of mine, I, I also had an honorable mention that mm-hmm. kind of ties pretty closely into that. So that might be a good segue for my number be, three. We're just full okay. of segues. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, unless you we're had, free-flowing. Unless yeah. you had something else. Keep it going, else. Logan. I no. do not. I actually thought that maybe I should start because I felt, I feel like. <laughs> you I, always, why'd no, you say I that now? I like I had the weakest, like, last entry because oh. I was like, oh, okay. shit. And then literally just now, I thought of a way better one. So oh, my honorable on mention fly. just got bumped <laughs> off the list because I was like, it's a really weak entry. It reminds me a lot of what you're referencing. Um, it's Flower Power from Twisted Metal 3. I should know this. Do you remember I Twisted should know Metal? This. Yeah, Twisted yeah, Metal. Twi- I've talked about Twisted oh, Metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've talked like about it a long time ago. So, yeah. Twisted Metal, we loved Flower those games power. in my house. And v- Flower was Power. Bug? It was It was the bug. It, it was, was a the bug. VW bug. It was white and it had like um, blue and yellow flowers all over it and like big red peace signs. And of course, it was one of the only drivers that was noticeably a female. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, fine. One girl in this game. <laughs> and she's never been in any of the other games before or since. So Flower Power was only in Twisted Metal 3. And I think actually even on the hood of the car, there was like the word love painted. But if you took enough damage, it would turn to hate. And I was like, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's awesome. That's a fun little thing. But my favorite thing was just driving around as this ridiculous bug in this sea of like tanks and warthogs and just being like, yes. Yeah, that's what she looks yeah, like. Yeah, so like, little bit. That's, uh, that's the picture I'm going to use for the yeah be careful what you use here. it's the honorable mention right. the honorable surely she has mention. better things to do than destroying right. vehicles <laughs> surely she has <laughs> some star-studded life in LA. well she doesn't have better things to do she so likes to destroy vehicles is. while looking good doing it yeah. exactly so anyways that was my honorable mention okay. so i'm going to replace it with my what was going to be my number two because now my real number two is the one i just thought of oh, wow. so Lots my, of my now today. number three is going to be kind of a semi-tie between two vehicles from Kirby Air Ride. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just tell us about that one a few yeah. episodes ago. Me and Jerry were so confused. Because I always, yeah, so crazy. How you, big did, is this map? Did you You're do like, there's any volcanoes. research? What's happening? Oh, so there's they're huge. So, so for those of you that don't recall, Kirby Air Ride is one of the most bizarre Kirby games I think ever made, period. And you play all of these Kirbys. You're just a sea of Kirbys. I think technically, like eventually you can <laughs> unlock, I think, King Day 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 or DDD and I think Meta Knight. But if you're actually playing just regular city trial mode, which is the only mode that matters, there's technically like free ride and top ride, which are more like actual racetracks. City trial mode is the only one that counts, and that's the okay. only one we ever played. This would have been GameCube very early era, so like think early 2000s. So Kirby Air Ride, you're just a bunch of Kirbys, and you basically just get dropped into what this giant map of a city is. And it's got a volcano over here right, and a Ferris wheel this. and the grass area. And then here's this three-story thing for no reason where you go up these little elevators and there's nothing over there, but there kind of is. And there's water over here. And then here's the city and you can go up on the buildings. And it was amazing. We loved that game so much. But part of City Trial is throughout the stage, the, they'll just kind of drop from the sky these random item boxes. Think like Smash Ball style, like okay. how the Smash mm-hmm. Ball just kind of come through every now and then. And if you bust it open, cool stuff comes out of it. It's kind of like that, where these boxes just drop out of the sky. And usually you have to like ram into them with your vehicle or like damage them with a move or like do a spin to run into them to break them open. And normally they will only spit out power-ups. 
So there's like eight different types of power-ups you can get in Kirby Air Ride. There's like max speed, defense, weight, how much glide you can get, how much air time you can get, mm-hmm. like your actual ability to stay in the air. And those are, of course, going to be used for the ultimate mini-game, which will happen after City Trial ends, which is like 10 minutes of chaos. It's long. Wow. City it's Trial Kirby's. mode is long. So these Kirby's, and it's a huge map, so it's actually kind of hard to run into each other, but that's the most fun. Yeah, it's, it's map. A, it's like mythical in my it, mind. It is. Just, it's huge. the biggest map. You're just like, where is it's like he? It's racing around in Skyrim or something. I like mean, that. I, so even if you're screen, even, even when you're screen yeah. peeking, you're like looking over at somebody else's screen, you go to the other side of the map to try and get them, and they're already gone. Oh, and Jesus. you're like, this motherfucker Can't even right screen peek. Here. Can't even screen peek cheat. in this game. Can't even cheat. Yeah, what, what does Mogan do when she can't cheat? Oh, lose. Lose a lot. You've been called out. All I do is cheat all the time. (laughs) Um, And so the boxes, though, will occasionally spit out better items. So sometimes they'll actually spit out real power-ups, like the kinds of things that you actually equip for a limited amount of time. They could be like a spiked hat or like a freezy thing, like Mace Freeze Don't Move. Or like a bird wing something, eagle, I don't know, crazy crap. But sometimes, sometimes they will spit out pieces of either Dragoon or Hydra. And those are the two legendary vehicles of Kirby Air Ride. Okay. Have you ever seen Dra- Dragoon and Hydra? Yeah, I feel you like were we ta- when about we this. talked about this in, lo- in a few episodes back. So to, yeah. you showed us the pictures of yeah, it then. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's, it's like the, the big Smash super Bros. thing that you get like, in, all, in exactly. Smash Bros. Yes, so yes, yes. You build all the pieces and like dra- feather. You know, looks I'm like feathery. Sure. Looks like a bird. I know yeah. Dragoon made it into Smash. That I'm might actually be the only not one. sure if Hydra did. So Hydra is the really cool one that I always love to get because everybody got Dragoon all the time. You almost never got a complete Hydra. It was really rare. And objectively, you could argue that Dragoon is the superior vehicle, but only in certain circumstances. Yeah. Because Hydra. I'm sure this debate has, is on oh, fire yeah. on oh, the it's internet raging. still. <laughs> it's like Dragoon or Hydra. But everyone talks about First of all, I felt like Dragoon was like so passe. I was like, everybody's got Dragoon. I don't want that one. I was such a hipster kid even back yes. then. I was like, Hydra's where it's at. Everybody knows that. So Hydra, Dragoon is kind of like pink and rainbow, and I love it to death. But Hydra, think of a stag beetle. You know okay. a stag beetle? Yes. Imagine that, but green and facing outward and blasting through the sky at insane speeds. Like, that's what Dragoon is like. It's almost got these two thorn-like appendages on the front, and then it's like central spike. And you kind of, I mean, you just ride it, but it's crazy. And so and so the thing that's crazy this about Dragoon crazy. is it has no... Agreed. It, it has no, like, um... It's the kind of vehicle you have to charge it to get up to speed. So Dragoon comes out of the gate and it's already fast. Hydra, you have to sit there and charge and charge and charge. And then you go. Sounds like And you're kind of slow to pick up speed. But once you get there, you're going flying. breakneck. You're flying. You leave Dragoon in the dust and you're like, hey, hey, as you walk by and it's just like, <laughs> eat it, you losers. So I was all about Dragoon, excuse me, Hydra Careful. all the time. Careful and so the <laughs> short mini games, obviously you're going to lose. But the ones that are longer have to do with any amount of time or distance. Hydra's going to beat your ass. Nice. Hydra's so cool. 
So that's the Hydra. Wow, it's I never thought we would talk about that oh, game again. Right? I know. I'm just always keep finding new yeah, ways. I love it. I, can, I gotta and, show you guys. And Hydra. you're, you're dissing so a dragoon. Cool. That's a surprising as well. I know. It's, it's dragoons are pretty fly. It's yeah. difficult for me to say that, and it was also it so difficult much. for me to not bring that game up because I could have. Legend of Dragoon. I thought about uh, it. I was like, I technically so could. Now this brings us to Legend of Dragoon Part Ten, where I discuss the final cutscenes. This is cutscene analysis about, okay. number one, yeah. beginning of beginning of disc one. Disc one, chapter one. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let's go into our analysis. That's Dragoon. You mean Hydra? Hydra, excuse me, Hydra. Outcome. I keep forgetting Whoa, all the time. So it's kind of like that is not what I put in my head. Hydra's yeah. weird. Keep yeah. calm and get up on the Hydra back. Keep calm. And get that doesn't match with that. I don't mean. know what that is, but anyways. So yes, all right, Hydra. Hydra number one. Very nice. So I had to give. Oh, can you hit the yeah. camera real quick? Um, that's Dragoon. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's the one that, I'm familiar that's with. It does match Kirby very well. Yes, it does. But if you're being green Kirby during City Trial, Hydra matches Ooh, you much that better. That one looks. That uh, that's that's, cool, that's that right? one's dope. Dragoon yeah, is pretty awesome. dope, but Hydra all the way, baby. So since you guys gave honorable mentions, yeah. I got to go ahead and give one too. Okay. It it took a lot to want to cut these out because you know of how much I love th- this. But I decided I got to give shout outs to like Star Wars vehicles that you get to play in games. Uh, yes, but yes, yes. I felt like I should. I figured I those would be that. all of your numbers three, two, and one. <laughs> uh, but Number one, the Death Star. <laughs> when you get to ride that vehicle, <laughs> if we look back now at the, at the as of now, unreleased Star Wars Rogue One, <laughs> we will talk about the formations of the Death Star. Uh, but no, because it, the one that specifically came to mind when you were talking about N64 games yeah. was Star Wars Racer, where you get to be pod racers. Oh. You get to do pod racing from the, you I know, like played in episode game. one. Oh, that game's fantastic. Yeah, I played sure. it actually more on a computer because you played it on computer uh-huh. or N64. Oh. Or I played it on a newer gen, like an Xbox or PlayStation 1. Is that possible? Do they have a, a Star Wars racing game for PS1? Possibly? It might have been on PlayStation or 1, too. Or I as well, I don't I'm, know, not, I definitely I'm not played, familiar. Played a, 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 a whatever it's called. Well, it also has arcade, an arcade version, so that you could play yeah. it like an arcade game or something, okay. or something like that. So if you are, if you peruse the Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> or something like that, if you found yourself inside those hallowed doors, <laughs> uh, but no, but so that game was a ton of fun, which was super fun for me because you get to choose all the different like pod races, yeah. racers out, obviously to get to pilot that you got to only see in the movie for a little short bit, but then you kind of got to you felt like you got to know them more. Yeah. Then obviously the games like x-wing tie fighter all that stuff those are great but i'm not going to spend time on that but i am going to spend a little bit of time on another n64 game and hopefully this doesn't cross anybody else's lists but i had to do it for the pure kick of nostalgia and that is the cart of mario kart oh of, of okay mario. I thought so, I thought about doing Mario Kart, I, but I, I, didn't. I thought it would come up. Yeah. So, so I, I wanted to do it purely based off the nostalgia for it. Oh man! I mean, because that is a game countless hours sunk yeah. into. Still play it today. Yeah. I, I do too. It's, we, it's aged very well. Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, my wife Sam is very good at it. Yes. Kicks my ass on a regular basis when playing it. She is definitely the reigning champion in this household. Man, I still want to play Sam. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah, I know. Now, we should do this soon. Are you talking about just Mario's Kart? <laughs> No, I'm talking. Well, I mean, are you the talking carts, about Mario's cart? The carts I feel like are that's uh, the knockoff game. Mario's cart. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. carts is at least the. And I'm specifically talking about N64 version. I know in the later releases, like you get different uh-huh. vehicles and stuff uh-huh. like that. Like especially in eight, I believe. I was about to say, Mario's going to be planes. the moped from Mario Kart Eight. You yeah, go. you have like moped with the and different mega stuff like monster that. wheels. 
Um, but doesn't but eight just the, have gravity stuff going on? Yeah, That's eight, it, right? Like, eight it, you so fly weird. a little bit. It's yeah. awesome. That I played like the awesome. demos. Have you guys never played it? I think I played it. I played the Best Buy. Yeah, I played it in Target. This is why you guys need Wii U's. Okay, God. Fan of the Wii. But but anyway, so but just basic N64 the carts. Yeah. Because and I mean they're pretty basic. Like there's not stats as to which one's better or anything like that. Like so true can be argued that Toad's faster because he's lighter and Bowser that is slow because he's so I know, heavy. I fucking hate yeah. Toad. But, but still, as yeah. far as just like yeah. the pure nostalgia of how fun it was because that was like one of the first racing games really that I remember playing. Mm-hmm. Obviously Cruising USA but still like, yeah. uh, but it, you know it's of the three racing games that I remember playing on the N64 which were Cruising USA, Diddy Kong Racing and Mario Kart. Oh, Diddy Kong Racing. Mario Kart is by far Great. the standout and yeah, the one that obviously sure. has lasted and continued on through the test of time. I mean there's no yes. Diddy Kong Eight, no, there's no, not. There's no Christian USA no, eight. Yeah, just did, there should be the Diddy Kong. <laughs> Agree. Donkey Kong Kong needs to make a good comeback. Yeah, now. Diddy Kong should. It's, it's a shame that it did not yeah. traverse the industry the like Mario Kart did. Yep. I yep. when I talked about Diddy Kong, I said it's a great compare. You know, it's it's comparable to uh, Mario Kart. No, I agree. It's a great game. It's a great game. But something happened. Just, didn't, everyone, just didn't take over just near didn't as well. Yeah. But still, being able to take on all the different all the different courses and you know and just it's it's more of the the pure like I said, it's pure nostalgia. Not necessarily yeah. like this cart was awesome, that cart sucked. But it just the the feeling of you know being with friends and still doing it today with your with your friends and everything. It oh, wasn't yeah. an online oh, multiplayer God. part of it. Oh, to I it. play online great, all great the time, drip. and I'm like Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the mechanics of that game are great. For yeah, all, you it, know the, the the way you can drift, you can the slide, way, jump, yeah, drift, it's, it's, like using you know, the weapons and all this other stuff. It yeah. is great. Not to admit, and you gotta give a shout out to the battle mode where you know oh, with ooh, all the balloons and stuff like that. Oh, that is worth. Sam really crushes my crushes me just breaks my soul <laughs> she we played it once and i want to say we did like we might have done like 20 rounds or something and yeah. she beat me not that many 15 we might have done like 15 rounds and she beat me like 12 to 3 Seems it was beast. bad it was bad <laughs> and then we also have in our group of friends uh we had all of their weddings within this last year or something. Oh so God. like I was invited to a couple of the bachelor parties and went to those. And that was one of the things we did. Sat down and played Mario Sat Kart. Sat down and played Mario so, Mario Kart. Kart 64. Even today. With the drinking game nice. like I told y'all about. Uh, to some Don't extent. Drink but it was a Don't legit like right. tourney. Like we had brackets, mm-hmm. we were we were oh, set and we were awesome. ready to go. But so no, I like that's really all that. I that's really all I had yeah. about it. Just had and to give a shout out because just a great vehicles. a great vehicle that kicked off an incredible series. Right. Got to give a shout out to you the do. Mario nice. Kart to the carts. I knew it was going to come up in some way. <laughs> um, okay, so for my number two, um, I actually had to look up the name of this vehicle. I was going to call it something else. I was like, oh, well, maybe it has a name. So I would love this to be a contest, but I'm about to say it. Okay, but if anyone knew this beforehand. Please let me know because I'd be so interested if everyone actually had this. Wait, don't tell me what it is. Say it. I want to see if I know it. You're not going to know it. Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. Um, So it's for Vigilante 8. I nope, think I've talked it. about Vigilante 8 maybe once before. I remember it briefly. It's very comparable to Twisted Metal. Oh, and okay. It's, it's the okay. same style. It's a, gotcha. a shoot-em-up racing game. Right, gotcha. It's arena-style Like arena car wreckage. Exactly. Right. And same whole array of characters that you can pick from, like a fighting game, just like Twisted Metal. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Get, there was... Um, one guy that drove a van around and he had bees. You like and those his, vans. Yeah, bees. Yeah, I do like those vans. yeah, and he would say that. He'd be like, bees. Or what would he bees! say? Yeah. <laughs> or he'd say, uh, or get them. I don't know. He was like this kind of country folk guy. And, yeah. But his special, if you charge it up, 
bees would go out to all the characters and swarm. That's hilarious. There was another guy that was like a musician, so the back of his trunk had two big speakers, and he was like, subwoofer, and, and it would, oh, earthquake, that's what it was, oh. and he would make an earthquake with sound waves. And again, that's cool. I feel like I've said this word a thousand times already, but the physics in that game were great. Like, if you got <laughs> hit by one of those earthquake ground wave pulses... You flew up into the air. I wonder if that around. was Lucio in his younger days. He was in it's like tinted windows. I don't know who's in there, but perhaps so. Perhaps it's Lucio. Um, there was a school bus. That's so. If you looked at the box art, it's a school bus with two with two machine guns on each side. Magic so, school bus it, 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 for some. Miss Frizzle driving. Yeah, and I, you know, I actually don't remember the school buses special, but it was a very standard sort of big vehicle with the like I said, the two machine guns. Yep. Um, who was I always? Oh, you know who I actually picked a lot? There was this guy that had this white and blue, I, I want to say it was a van too, but he had lightning powers. Oh, oh there God. you go. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Uh, That's yeah. really funny. So I'm telling you, Vigilante 8 is a really fantastic game. I think they made another one. Uh, there might be like a Vigilante 8 2 or is something. Is there a reason they, they called eight it two. 8? Like where does the 8 come know. from? They probably thought it was cool. That would know? imply fully that there loaded, were seven previous. We can't, <laughs> you know, we can't do that just Vigilante. That. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's a dark game. But if right. we put Vigilante, Vigilante 8, 8 people um, will know it's different. Again, I hope, I, I hope people, the listeners have like played this game. We are like, oh, that's right. Vigilante 8. It was a great game. Um, anyways, there was a secret vehicle Ooh. that was unlockable. And, you know, honestly, I don't remember how you unlocked it, but it was very special. So the name of it, so this, that's what I was curious about. If people actually knew the name of this, that'd be like huge kudo points. I don't. But it's the 1964 Luxo Saucer. The what now? Luxo. Never heard of this in my life. Luxo. Luxo Saucer. So can you think of like any guesses there? What it is? is it what, I mean, UFO? I'm assuming it's a UFO. It's a oh, UFO. It is the nice. only flying vehicle that's available in the game, and it kicks so much ass. I would hope. Yeah. All these other ground-based vehicles, ground-based. And you're flying and around. You can fly. You're going fast. You have lasers, and it's piloted by Why the Alien. This is all research I did today. And so Why the Alien? There's like little Easter eggs, like posters of them hidden around the map. Yeah. And I wish I could remember actually how you unlock this thing. All I remember is going to a tree. Something, 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 and then I had the saucer. I mean, this is like my vague memory of all this stuff. But I remember being just enthralled by the fact that because I was actually I would I, I was a huge Vigilante Eight fan. I would take it over to friends' houses. I would be like, you got Vigilante Eight, and they'd be like, what? When's that? That not a lot of people I, I felt like knew about it. But I was a huge. I don't know how I found it. I was hardcore about it, and. The 1964 Luxo Saucer, as I will now be referring it, uh, was amazing, man. Just to have the ability to sort of soar over the arena. I mean, yeah. it, it was so out of balance, obviously. It, <laughs> right. It was really sec- tilts it, the game. <laughs> yeah, it, it's secret for a reason. It was unlockable for a reason. Um, but I just remember having that sense of, like, it was such a wow moment. Because uh, just having that Z axis now or what are you or the Y axis now to be able to go up yep. and down and, and it like it Oh it so took, it could actually change altitude. Altitude yeah. Oh. It was going up and down, flying super fast and I wish I could remember the special. I'm sure it was like a vaporizing blue laser. That's what I want to say. Awesome. I don't think that was the, the Luxo Saucer OP. Yeah. <laughs> they need totally to nerf that OP. thing. <laughs> Absolutely OP. Uh, and it was not the prettiest thing. It's like a, just a silver disc. And I was looking at footage today. I was like, ah, it hasn't aged that well, has it? But it's it's not terrible either. Yeah. Um, but still, Vigilante 8 overall, just in general, a lot of great vehicles. A lot of great stuff. I mean, it's just, a, it's like I said, it's a very twisted metal-like game. And uh, 
yeah, the the Luxo saucer made that game like stand out to me and like put it a for me above Twisted Metal. I would say Vigilante Eight's better than Twisted Metal. Wow. Fine words Whoa. to Twisted Kong Metal fans. better than Mario Kart, and Those are two opinions. <laughs> there was one level in particular that a blimp would fly around the map just kind of randomly, and every now and then it would land, and the back door would open, and you could drive into it, and then you can control the blimp as it's flying around and shoot down. That's the pretty blimp. cool. How cool is that? That's awesome. Right? I forget that map, man. It was like a burnt out city or something. Oh, it was great. Great nice. physics. <laughs> Dumb damn physics. Oh, those damn physics. Yeah. Vigilante 8, 1964 Luxo Saucer. I'm very curious that anyone actually knew what the hell that was before I said nice. I had to do research. Flown by why Because you're just like, what is the spaceship yeah, from I was this game? Go- right. I was like, is this like have a name? Yeah. So yeah, I, I found that out. But yeah, very so nice. Vigilante 8, Saucer. Nice. Samogan. So, what is your number two now? I'm so torn now because the more I think about the one that I thought about just like five minutes ago, the more I'm like, is it number one? Ooh, <laughs> like I'm, tough. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. These but top think, three lists, they make know, you really right? put things they, into perspective. They make you really put it into perspective. I think I'll just keep it at number two for the sake of argument. All right. So we've talked a little bit about this game before. It's one of my all-time faves, actually, even though it didn't make it into episode one, I don't think. Pikmin 2. Okay, so, you haven't heard about Pikmin yeah, in a while. Yeah, we're going back to Pikmin. So in Pikmin 2, well, actually, let's go back just real quick to Pikmin 1. So in Pikmin 1, you as Olimar have your spaceship, the dolphin. So the dolphin is <laughs> Olimar's baby. He loves the dolphin. Uh, that was a very good impression of a dolphin. Like, oh, that's, I get that from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so when you crash land into Earth, your ship, the dolphin, breaks all apart, and you spend the entire first game putting back together your ship because you're running out of oxygen, you're going to die. That's a good reason. Yeah, exactly. So you eventually do put the dolphin fully back together. And then you leave Earth at the end of Pikmin 1. So you literally fly away, and as Olimar is looking back on the Earth, it has it's like the saddest sequence you've ever seen. Like he's looking at the Earth, and kind of uh, superimposed over the Earth are sort of... um, transparent images of each Pikmin's face. So it's like hmm. the red Pikmin, the yellow Pikmin, well, the blue emotional. Pikmin, yeah. as they're like waving goodbye yeah. to you because you're basically their god and they're like, no, because they're going to die without you. And Olimar knows that and he still left them behind. Wow. So he leaves them behind to go back to his home planet and Pikmin 2 Starts off exactly there. So Olimar literally gets back to his home planet. I can't even remember what the home planet is called. Right now it's just totally blanking on me. But he gets back to his home planet, lands the dolphin, gets out, and his boss comes up to him and he's like, Hey, Olimar, bad news. While you were gone, I took out a bunch of loans uh, through loan sharks. (laughs) And now we are horrendously in debt. So I'm going to have to repossess your ship. So he repossesses the dolphin and takes it away and Olimar's like all that work in game one that I did (laughs) but he gives you instead this piece of junk ship whose name I can't even remember the name of this ship it's something like very technical and weird but he gives you this new ship and he's like here take this one go back to earth and collect more of these earth treasures because the one thing Olimar brought back with him was a bottle cap from earth 
And like he drops oh, on yeah, the ground right. and the boss finds it. And he's like, hey, this is worth a lot. Yeah. This is how we're going to get out of debt. So he gives Olimar this replacement ship. And he's like, take the ship, go back to Earth, get us more of these treasures so we can get out of debt. And you have to repay the total debt of 10,000 Pocos. So those, <laughs> that's their currency or whatever. So the ship, though is semi-sentient so it actually has like artificial inte- intelligence and it's the snarkiest sassiest bastard you've ever met he's like constantly berating olimar and he's like always making commentary about earth life and the pikmin themselves and he's also always making comments about your co-pilot louis and he's just hilarious like olimar and louis your two captains they never speak the pikmin don't speak nothing in this game talks except the ship so mm. really, the ship is kind that's of the every, yeah, that's yeah. Like your narrator. Exactly, the ship is more or less your narrator, and it's also your means of traversing the world itself. Mm-hmm. So of course, it functions as a ship. So when you actually go into dungeons, more or less, they're actually called caves in the game. But every time you drop down into a cave, of the little top part of the ship, because you know, imagine a very traditional rocket ship, mm-hmm. like one that a kid mm-hmm. would draw. That's exactly what your ship looks yeah. like. And the very top part of the ship pops off and kind of comes with you as like a little satellite. So the ship can actually go with you past its launch point to like go down into these caves. And then it helps you, of course, collect treasure. And I love this part of the ship because every time you procure a new treasure, the ship names them. Everything you bring back, the ship is like fascinated by them. And it will bring you uh, basically like... Anything you bring it, it will find a name for. (laughs) And they're always hilarious names because the whole idea is these are aliens come to Earth. They're Mm -hmm. finding these Earth things. We know what they they are. We know that that's a Pepsi bottle cap. That's a bonbon. That's a Duracell battery. (laughs) But the ship is like, oh, here, let me name these things. So some of the really good ones are... um, Uh, they're hilarious. So, for example, a maple leaf, he calls it arboreal frippery. (laughs) (laughs) They're all really, uh, you eventually find a slice of ham, he calls it meat of champions. (laughs) I do like a GLaDOS type character. Yeah. Vanilla wafer is bug bait. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, there's actually, eventually you actually find... Remember, Olimar is very small. Olimar, they're they're the size of batteries. So actually imagine a Duracell battery. That's exactly how big Olimar is. You find a donut, donut, and it's called a confection hoop. (laughs) Confection hoop. So Olimar is about this big, right? You find a a glove at one point, and the ship calls it the five-man knapsack. (laughs) Like a (laughs) five-man sleeping bag, and it's just like, that's the funniest shit I've ever seen. this game was so clever. That's Uh, You find a jack-o'-lantern, and that is a possessed squash. (laughs) Like, they're just (laughs) hilarious. They're all really funny. (laughs) That's actually great. I know. They're just, they always... Possessed squash. They crack me up so much. And then actually at one point, I'm trying to find it on the list, but there's literally hundreds. You, I shit you not find a marijuana leaf. Oh, yeah. And he like gives it a hilarious name, and I'm like, nice one, Japan. Nice Sneak it in there, getting drugs into kids' games. Call it the first funny. Yeah. I know. The pencil sharpener is the manual honer. And just all this ridiculous stuff awesome. that is like hilarious. And the ship's overall snark is just... I'm going to make a really good pun that you'll get in a minute. It's literal gold because eventually when you repay the debt, when you pay off the 10,000 back at home on the home planet, 
uh, you basically do return home. Like, you come back to the home planet after you've repaid the debt. And your boss is super, super happy with you. He's like, yes, look at how much money we have now. We get to upgrade. And he gives your piece of junk ship a, an entire coating of gold. <laughs> the whole ship becomes gold. Jesus. And like Seems the ship, a little excessive. And then the ship becomes like really vain about it. He's like, I am perfect. I am golden. I am the best there is. And it's just like, I am shit. so shiny. Yeah, he's like, I'm so shiny and perfect. And so he becomes even more vain than he already was. And you're like, oh, ship, you scamp. <laughs> so I just love that ship so much. And he also actually does house your purple and white Pikmin, which are your most precious resources. So in addition to being the way you get around the game, your primary means of communication and learning throughout the game and its actual function is like House of Pikmin. And when you get really close to the ship, when your Pikmin are inside of it, you can actually hear them making little Pikmin mm. noises and like jostling around because there's like a hundred of them in there. And it's like, this is the best. Adorable. It's adorable. So sweet. And I love the ship so much. That's very solidly my number two, perhaps. Perhaps even number one. I haven't yet decided. <laughs> so we'll see, see how the rest of this goes. We'll yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> All right. So my number two takes place from a beloved franchise, the Halo franchise. Oh, oh shit. Oh, so I'm hoping no. I don't oh, steal your number shit. one here. Oh, no. Let's see. If you're picking Halo, I if don't it, know. If, 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 yeah, I, I did. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> if it, I would if imagine it, if it's so. the same, I'll, we'll just we'll riff. Roll. All right. I doubt it. Okay. I, I doubt it. The, yeah, because I think I picked because a very I picked, obvious choice. I picked a very... I mean, it's a cool ship. Okay. That's why it's on my list. So, right. Okay, Go so ahead. I have a little different. This one was introduced in Halo 3. It is <laughs> driven by the Brutes. I think I know what you're talking about. It is the Brute Chopper. Yes. Or just the Chopper. Oh. Yes. Now, this oh, one... It's a great fucking vehicle. It is a great fucking vehicle uh, because it's so badass. It's super badass. <laughs> because, you know, most people go for the the Warthog and they're just like, you know, this is really cool getting right. to roll around with a, with a machine gun on top right. of this Humvee, basically. Then other people go for the Banshee and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like to, fl- I like to fly of around. Course, of course. But the Chopper legit is like a space age freaking motorcycle kind of looking like you're yeah. even holding the handlebars up when you drive it's around a, it's a one man and it's got this huge like it's almost like two half wheels that aren't quite connected and mm-hmm. they and they look like they've got blades on them and this oh. spins around and the back end of it is, i guess hover because there's not a back wheel yeah it kind of so kind of like hover slash it drags it does and those but, brutes are heavy and the, yeah exactly so gorillas. you know which kind of fits the vehicle like the brutes are big huge and menacing and the uh-huh. chopper itself is also it's a big great huge design and menacing. for them oh absolutely it's perfect and so and then also too one of the best things about it is its weapon it's not like a machine gun it's it's base it's like a a vehicle version of the brute shot yeah, it is. It is. You know, it's kind of shoots a little like bit a, slower. Like a grenade yeah. rocket. They have a little bit of an arc to them. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I mainly remember playing it more in in, uh, in multiplayer than mm-hmm. the single player campaign. Mm-hmm. But just being able to roll around and you could just it's pretty unleash, agile. Yeah. You know, it, it can it go could, into tight corners, uh-huh. tighter corners than where like the 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 warthog can go mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it, it, it just really like is a sleek, deadly killing machine. Question: How yes. do you get it? Do you have to like get a brute off of it? Yes. Yeah. So like oh, in yeah. in this in the single player campaign, yes, a brute's certain parts of the of the campaigns, the brutes will come rolling up on these things. You can shoot a brute off. You can wait for a brute to roll past, and you jump on it and kick him off. Oh. I just, honestly, so there's a there's a campaign mission that I want to say is where it's introduced, which is Savo Highway. 
It's like TS. It's been a while since I've played. It's like oh or oh, it's like Savo Highway. I think is how you say. Oh, it. I think so I know which one you're talking about. So it's de- it's a lot of desert plains yes. mixed between roads that have just been destroyed. And you like have to go through like tunnels and stuff tunnels, like these big huge yes, tunnels. Yeah, exactly. okay, I know what you're talking about. And so there's a I, the, the the specific moment that I remember is you kind of come out into this this Halo's got a great you know you, you fight narrow corridors and then yep. it opens up into a big massive battlefield and there's a broken ship in the middle where there's a lot of human. Uh, vehicles and weapons, so it looks like a disaster yep. happened. And then the choppers come over this hill. It's very like, and, and they introduced it at a, at a sandy level. It, it, you're in like a desert, mm-hmm. and that vehicle feels like it really belongs in a desert too. Because of like it the, looks like the, a Star Wars, almost it really vehicle. does. It and does. then like the bladed looking wheel, like it's got really heavy treads on it, so yeah. it looks like it like digs to the uh-huh. sand and, and everything. It, and it's not pretty. No, it's, it's it's gray and it's like got those spikes that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a, and, and one of the great features of at least for me, it was left trigger was a boost. Yes, and it was, had a boost also. It, it yeah, it has a boost, and it, and if you time the boost while you hit another vehicle like a warthog, it would just destroy blow up it. Warthog. So Ooh, no nice. other vehicle could really do that. It yeah. gave it like it almost made the wheels feel like they're a wheel slash like ripper. Yeah, effect uh-huh. to it. It was, it and was so great, it really made like ghosts even like they had the boost and you could ram stuff, but it was just always like a. Yeah, and sometimes you ram a ghost into More like of a, a bigger boop. vehicle, you'd blow up yourself. Like sometimes it would backfire. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, but the, the chopper was, legit felt careful. like you could you could use it as a, a long things. distance like a, a takedown weapon mm-hmm. a ship. You can you know obviously run over other Spartans and stuff right. or other enemies in the single player or multiplayer. Which but then yeah, you can. It also is just devastating against other ship other vehicles. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. It was great. I, yeah, just seeing a. Three brutes come over the horizon, and in, in in those choppers was always because like, they're fast too. They're fast, and they and they were maneuverable. They had they were, they were agile and just super deadly. Yeah, that's a great pick. The brute choppers, and uh, and so I was watching some gameplay footage of it yeah. today. And this one, this one guy, this video I was watching, he was destroying. <laughs> it was it was a multiplayer map, and he just kept rolling around the field. Just he had to have got like twenty up. kills yeah. in it because he would take down the, other people. Would be rolling around. Uh, would be rolling around in a in a warthog. So mm-hmm. those could have sometimes three other spars. In it, oh, you get triple no. kill. and yeah, and he's just blowing up the the yeah. warthogs left and right. It I was always joke about the warthogs being like, we, we well, me and my friends would pile into a warthog and be like, all right, let's go give somebody a triple kill. <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> pretty much, much as much as willing to believe in the power of the warthog. The warthog was almost better used. If you just sat still and had one person yeah, in the gunner. Far away. <laughs> yeah, just, just like be like spreading. harassing people more than anything. <laughs> but no, yeah. The that one it was just for how badass it looked. The it design had, of it's the design brilliant. of it was amazing. Yes. And that's why it has to hit it hit my number two. That's a great well, this is a perfect segue segue because my number one Well, is, do we need to take a break for a moment with Mobile? Oh first? yeah, my okay. Oh we'll, crap, we'll I do have we'll a little bit. Up. That's right. I almost forgot. I was so into it. I we'll was segue, like, yeah, we'll segue after no, this. We need the break. <clears throat> I don't have much today. So, just in general news, Kirby Canvas Curse and Animal Crossing Wild World are both now available on the Wii U Virtual Console. 
So Canvas Curse and AC Wild World are both like kind of cult classic sort of, especially Animal Crossing Wild World. That was a lot of people's, um, one of their very favorite Animal Crossing games, so I think a lot of people will be excited about that. And then there's an upcoming Steam update that's going to expand PS4 controller compatibility. I just saw that. So I actually think that's a really good one because one of my biggest gripes against playing games on Steam is I, of course, have them on my Mac. And some of the games, like especially I noticed this with Never Alone, that uh, one that I downloaded, that's the... um, Oh, the yeah, Alaska. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Where you're an Alaska native girl. Yes. Um, the my biggest complaint about that was the controls were really wonky, and I feel like if I had PS4 controller compatibility, it would be a better experience all around because mm-hmm. it was really the keyboard, and it just wasn't working out for me. And then in more general news, the PS4 VR is, of course, officially out now. As of today. Yes, yeah, as of day. today. It's so it's debuted with quite a, a whole host of different virtual reality games that you can play, including Batman Arkham VR, some sort of Tomb Raider something that didn't look as good as the real Rise of the Tomb Raider, <laughs> and a, a couple of other things that looked kind of cool. Uh, the, the big... Um, draw to PS4 VR I would sup- I suppose would be a it's a hell of a lot cheaper than Oculus and the other one for Vive. PC what, yeah Vive yeah. I always HTC call it Vive, Vive. <laughs> I'm sure that's Vive. Not, uh, Vive. Vive I'm sure that's yeah. not how you say it but Oculus and Vive Vive Five. Five. Five, which are both for PC. PC Master Race, boo. Uh, supposedly, those are, you know, the superior experience, but they're also way more expensive. And, I've, and from what I've heard, you know, seen and read and stuff from user of it, from users, the PSVR is also way more comfortable. I've heard, yeah, I've heard it's more comfortable and easier to use overall. Yeah. So for the average user, this really might be the better experience because if you don't want to shell out a crap ton of money and if console is really your primary means of playing, by all means, go for it. Go for PS4 VR. Maybe now is the time. And then just real quick, coming soon, of course, as of when this episode airs, Civilization VI will officially be out, along with Battlefield 1. It's going to be a big week for Jarrett. And then further down the line, we do have World of Final Fantasy coming to PS4 and Vita, October 25th. And then Titanfall 2. I totally forgot Titanfall 2 is coming out October 28th for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Very nice. And that's it. Very nice. I'm actually probably gonna <laughs> sell all my games and, uh, and quit. And this quit. is I'm resigning. Yeah, that's no. what it sounded uh, like. <laughs> We're never gonna see him again. And, uh, I'll get Battlefield Team Chat one. is auditioning for a new new host. <laughs> I'll get uh, Battlefield One eventually, but I'm saving these monies for Infinite Warfare. Call of Duty uh, Infinite of Warfare. Even though Traitor. yes, a part of me is very much just like it's another Call of Duty, but it's also another Battlefield. It's <laughs> But I, I, don't know. I don't know. It is. It is another battlefield, but it's also battlefield cool. one in World War One setting. I, it, it looks I'm excited badass. for it. I am actually excited for it. Call of Duty has my vote, my win for right now because of the Modern Warfare remaster, which yeah. is really and the only, dude, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Right. You're a fan so of the I've got to, I've got to give, I got to give. Uh, I have to do it for that one, but I do really want to play Battlefield. Maybe you know what I might do? I might Skip r- both. Rent it from a red box. Whoa. Like a pleb? Yeah, that's a weird sentence. I I take it back. I feel feel dirty about that, saying that now. Um, 
I did kind of start questioning that though because I did just finish this, the campaign for Black Ops Three and it was it was just not impressed. Oh and yeah, so, wasn't that the game that you had on? Game it was my Q? worst worst of the of the Black Ops Ooh, series. Snap. Oh, best and worst of the oh, series. Oh, so yeah, wait, did, right. did it never get better? Didn't it, we we finally, joked about doing a follow we did up? Do a yeah, follow-up. so yeah, we briefly, I I finished it like the second to last mission made things a little clearer about what was happening. I don't and know if I can trust these people. I, that's all I remember was that one Yeah, character. did that guy wind up being wrong, or was he right? No, he just got more and more annoying as Ugh. it went on, because it's the does same he kind of thing he does, actually. Oh, yeah, spoiler Yay. alert, that jerk spoiler dies. Alert, um, but no, yeah, it, it, it just didn't get better in the whole time I'm playing it. Like, it just... It felt it had. I will say this: the story and what I was shooting for had a ton of potential. If it had been fleshed out more, it would have been really. It would have been a really good story. It was so rushed, but also so rushed for how long each level was. It was. It made it feel like there was a lot of repetitive dialogue. A lot of things that I already knew story wise were repeated for some unknown reason, mm. just like to rehash it again to like yeah. make a, another cutscene in the middle of this mission. Mm. And then, and yeah, over more than that, the combat just felt empty. Nothing had a good pop to it. Shooting, shooting your guns didn't really have like a big, like it, there was no, that, it was no reward game. to it. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. Like one of the cool things about like battlefield one or even earlier call of duties <laughs> was like <laughs> the weapons, especially if they were a real life weapon were modeled and sounded like yeah. a real life weapon. This one, I don't know if it was because I'm just getting finally hitting the limit of like sci-fi shooters, but mm. just like, I was just like, I can't, it, they felt empty. The bullets felt weightless. It, yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it was a very weird thing. And over the whole time, I was like, this is blah. But anyway, so no, it didn't, it got a little better as I was able to actually understand what was happening. But for the most part, uh, still was not a fan. You right. want to give so it the so that maybe sticking with that made the me worst of the series. Yes, sticking with <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but th- so that definitely made me kind of rethink my uh, rethink the pre-order on Infinite Warfare. Oh. But again, I'm staying strong. Ooh. I'm staying strong for Modern Warfare 4 Remastered. That's the only reason. Okay. Okay. So, but moving on now. Okay. Segwaying back in. Back to the Halo series. Back to the Halo series. I, in good conscience, could not not. Do How Halo. could you not? I know. I had to. <laughs> I had to. The the vehicle. The array of vehicles in the Halo universe are are just fantastic. Yes, I mean there are so many, so many, and all are just top tier, unique, original, effective in their own way. They all it was Halo's, I think, very renowned for having balance to it. Just right. this, this this overall balance exists in Halo that makes it so wonderful, both campaign and especially multiplayer. Yep. Unfortunately, you we talked about it a little bit. This didn't do so. It's 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 not the best in multiplayer. However, it is the vehicle for me of Halo. If Master Chief were to transform into a vehicle, <laughs> it would be the Warthog. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it would be the Warthog. No doubt. They, it's on the cover of Halo 1 box art. And that's also a point that I want to make. This is not the Halo 2 Warthog, the 3, 4, or 5 Warthog. This is the, the Halo, Halo 1. 1 Warthog. Oh. And I've talked about this with a few people, some of my friends online. The Halo 1 Warthog completely outshines any other re- other variations of it. Bold words, sir. It I don't know why they flubbed this up, but let me just back up for a second. So the first time you hear you hear the word, the first time you see the Halo Warthog, I think it's in an opening cutscene and it's it's so you just kind of see it drive by. Yep. And if you're new to the franchise or you were 10 like I was, you're like, "Oh, that's cool." And you don't really think about it. 
Then on the second level, Delta Halo, where you crash land on the installation, mm-hmm. you go through three major firefights, ending with one that's that's pretty big. And this is just the first, you know, twenty percent of that mission. Right. You know, you're, you're already doing some pretty fun things, and you're still getting used to the game. You clear out this big, uh, not artifact, but this big monument where a bunch of Covenant come, and you have to defend it for like three or four waves of ships that come in. And then once you clear it out, a pelican flies in. I think it's Forehammer or Fohammer. I forget exactly how you say it, but she's your one. She's the pelican that is your best friend in the right. She's like almost like a, a Sergeant Johnson in the oh, air. You never okay. see her, but she's always on your intercom, and yeah. she's always like, hey, I got you, like, whatever oh, you need. Oh, that's cool. And spoiler alert, but everyone knows that she dies at the end. She oh, gets killed. Oh, no. You don't really see it, but she, I don't know. It's only funny because we, the last mission, you're flying in the Warthog, and you, and you stop at this one place for Fohammer to come pick you up or something, and she's like, woo! She comes in, like, just, you know, in flames. She looks like a comet in the night. And uh, I haven't finished that game yet. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I forgot you have not. Uh, Damn played. you! <laughs> well, Fo, you know, I know, minor no, no, no. character. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I did actually. The reason I laugh about it is because last time me and my buddies played that mission, you're supposed to stop, and, and it's this event where she flies. I'm ruining it still, but That's she fine. she flies in. And you're like, I should have played this <gasps> game no, a long Fo ago. Hammer, and, and she's doing like a barrel roll on fire, and she's like screaming, you know. Oh. And, and you kind of watch it happen, but now that we know it's happening, like that point in the game, we just go. We don't even hit the brakes at all. We just. <laughs> 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 and she's got like you know the the whole cinematics of it is lost to us. We're just like yeah, you're whatever, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna going. be able to drop off any warthogs to me now. <laughs> right. Oh fool! But yeah, so bringing it back, she is the first person to come. Fl- she flies in low and she gives you the warthog. It's attached to the pelican, and you got to clear the landing zone, and, and it comes down. And you get to get in in the first time, and it's it's just one of those m- of many moments in the Halo franchise that is iconic. Yep. And you get in, you got a marine in the back, marine on the side, and. You start and you kind of you start driving it. You go down through these tunnels and you, you you start to feel it out. And it just has, especially compared to two, three, four, and five, it has a real sense of weight to it. Yep. It feels very heavy, which they took out in the later installments of the game. Which which I never understood because I thought maybe that, to make it seem faster. Well, even in four and five, even after it was out of Bungie's control. It got even lighter, and even it really it doesn't grip the road. It I feels did not more, like driving it in Halo Five. Yeah, it's it's more arcadey. It feels like you're just kind of gliding around. Mm. In one, you're really sticking to the ground. You really feel the bumps in the road. It doesn't feel like you're on a flat surface. You know the the shocks, and you really feel like they're doing their job. Yeah, and that is one component that makes it so wonderful. And the first time you get it, you're 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 getting air. You know, you're going over jumps. It is. It feels like it's just such a great vehicle that could be in a really polished racing game. Well, it know? is now. I know. And what, what is it? Grand Corvo? No, uh, no. no. Cor- Cor- Forza. Forza. Oh, yeah, it's Forza. Corvo. Yeah, that's right. Forza. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, Assetto Forza, Forza Horizon. Million games. Um, <laughs> They're all the same. So, yeah. And, and, and just so, just to not go into this forever, because I, I, I love talking about the world. It, um, it's got... So it has the weight that I don't think you see in the other insta- installments of it, but just the the actual vehicle itself. It's an, it's somewhat interesting to me. You know, you yeah. have the passenger seat and you got that turret on the back, which is super iconic. And the fact that I could drive while they had a full three sixty view of the world was amazing to me. And to see that implemented in a multiplayer and actually work so well, which is even to this day rare to see vehicles that three people can occupy, like let's say in Battlefield or. Some other game where a vehicle yep. can be occupied by many different online players, I still don't see it done as well as the feeling of being in a warthog. To have that 
mobility in the back while this guy is driving is doing is going his own world. I don't know. It's just two separate worlds in one vehicle, which is, is super fascinating. In Halo One, and also compared to two, three, four, and five, the turret, like the chain gun on the back, was loud. The bullets were seemed big and powerful. Mm-hmm. They totally nerfed it two, three, four, and five as well, oh, and so lame. that sucks as well. Halo One turret, and it was also unlimited. And three, they I think I think it started in three. They had a the cooldown cooldown effect, which sucks. Yeah, <laughs> taking away that firepower. Yeah, Halo One was, War Dog was the best. And but yeah, to your point, we were talking about multiplayer. There was nothing for me and my buddies would never have more like laughs than all of us piling into a warthog and just let's go and <laughs> someone would be in the destroyed. passion. Sometimes we do well. Sometimes we'd go on like maybe a fifteen kill streak and we'd be like, that was if amazing. you can get on a roll with if it. you get on a roll, it's exciting. It's it's constant attention is required. Yep. You know, with the guys racing and me and my buddy Corey, we totally give each other shit. He always guns and I always drive. We'll never switch it up. He's yeah. like, you're driving. Like, he'll wait for me in the turret just with nobody else. And I'll run over there. I'll be like, all right, let's go do this. And no matter what happens, it's always the other person's fault. It's, uh, it's, it was my bad driving that got him killed or it was, it was his bad gunning that allowed the guy with the rocket launcher to blow us up. It was, it's always... So it just makes for unbelievably fun, you know, multiplayer. Oh, yeah, component. absolutely. It's, it's, it's such a fascinating vehicle. And I, I was almost did the Banshee. Oh. Banshee's a pretty fun one too. The first time you do it in Halo One is also just super memorable, and it's just man, what the, the uniqueness of these vehicles! I swear, our, our, our modern game still for me doesn't rival it that well. I mean, a lot of these vehicles are so unique and original. I, I was looking at Mass Effect vehicles. And I was like, man, I don't see any in Mass Effect that that interests me that much. I was looking at just other sci-fi games, and I was maybe I mean, Star Wars has super interesting vehicles, right? But Halo, I think, is up there. They're they're they're. But most of those most of those vehicles are introduced through movies. That's why yeah. I don't feel like I Very didn't different. necessarily talk about them in yeah. this one as much. True, true. But yeah, I had to talk about the Warthog. So many memorable moments. One of the beach level. Have you done the beach level? Silent yet? cartographer. Is, yeah, it is a silent cartographer. I love that level. It's a great and they and just every time the Warthog's in there, you just you flying down the beach with it. Oh, it's like cinematic. It's I'm always iconic. I'm always torn though because I love being behind the gun, mm. but I also can't stand the AI's driving. Yes. So, <laughs> so I'm always like, I want to mow down hordes of enemies, right. but then you guys are driving in like, circles for two. Let's go uh, to the ocean. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it you see a hunter like over there? That. I want to drive right into him. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do always kind of mess it up. <laughs> so the then that I'm like, fine, drive. I'll drive. I got to <laughs> yeah. give them, you know, an A for effort for try. Exactly. Thanks for. <laughs> but they don't understand. They need to understand that's chief in the back. Guys. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. our last hope right there. You He's the one who's going to save the world. Don't be jumping off cliffs. Exactly. It's cheap, goddamn it! No, the Warthog is a iconic, <laughs> iconic great. vehicle. Even I know what the Warthog yeah, is. Yeah, everyone knows what the yeah. Warthog is. Yeah. I had, yeah, so people might be pissed. Oh, that's unoriginal. Eh, fuck you. If I had a Warthog, <laughs> go. go talk to a wall. <laughs> the Warthog's the best. If I had a Warthog, I'd have the center console hollowed out with a nice cooler so I could keep my mm. my Mountain Dew game fuel close at hand. <laughs> We got Photoshop Jared in these situations. <sighs> awesome. Yeah. Somebody with good Photoshop skills, do yeah. that for us, please. So, Mogan, what is your. We're going to segue to a really different experience. <laughs> so, I mentioned it actually in the music sode, and we've talked a little bit about it before. Final Fantasy VIII, mm. again, has managed to make it somehow into one of my lists. Okay. So Final Fantasy VIII, the entire game is primarily centered around 
I don't actually remember what they call their world. It almost looks like a pseudo-Earth. Like, they have one moon, it's a pretty normal world. There's, like, a really big continent to the east, a really big one to the west. They've got, like, an Arctic. And then there's one little tiny continent right in the middle. And the tiny continent is where you live. And you are this character, Squall. He's the most emo guy on Squall. planet. Squall. Sounds like it throws a lot of fists. Squall Leonhart. That's his whole name. He okay. wears leather, plant, yeah. le- leather pants, a, a leather <laughs> crop jacket with a fur collar. Yeah, I forgot geez. about Ooh, that. He, he yeah, wears violent. a white t-shirt. He's got like belts everywhere. Don't talk to me. And he has this crazy hair. And, it's, and he, so he has a... Um, yeah. yeah, no, he whips it around dramatically. And he has a gun sword that he uses to fight so he can either shoot at badass. you or cool. slash I'm you. all about that. And all of those things together could potentially make a badass character but then that person was Squall and it, he just tanked the whole thing. Mm. He really just ran it right into the ground and it's like, thanks Squall. <laughs> so he's your main guy and I am, f- yeah, he is. So he's an orphan, actually. And he, and apparently all the other world's orphans, I guess, go to these places as children called gardens. So there are three gardens on whatever their planet is called. And th- what they actually mean by the term garden is school. It's like an academy. Okay. So these three gardens, there's Balam Garden, which is the one I'm going to talk about. There's like... Galabria? How do they say it? I don't even know. And then like a Gob third stopper. one. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then a third one that happen. no one even ever talks about. I don't even know what the third one is there for. I think that's the one in the Arctic or something. But so Balam Garden is really kind of the best one. And actually, so I it's the craziest thing to try to describe. So I figured I would just show it to you. That's where you go to school. Wow. That's man, badass Final school. Fantasy, dude. That Final Fantasy, man. Fuck? So this is a, a, a fantastic... they like, is that too much? They're like, th- make it no. 100% more. They were like, <laughs> double it. is, is yeah, it too it. much? No, double it. <laughs> Dribble it. Ten times more. So for people who can't actively see it, Balam Garden looks like this multi-tiered futuristic sci-fi almost kind of pyramid it's what, like, but it's got some yeah but it's got like years. it's got spires there's windows everywhere it's all kind of chrome looking and then at the top the real like crowning glory of Balam Garden is this giant floating spinning halo almost yeah, it's kind, kind of like, of like a, a halo yeah, yeah like it's yeah so that's just a normal building but it's really this halo that makes it amazing yeah. so for those of you that can't see it it really is just like a gold ring in the center but then bursting out from that is almost like a cross pattern filigree multi something it's wild you just have to look it up the balam garden is a wild thing and so the whole idea of balam garden in and of itself is absurd to me. It's an academy where they send all the world's orphans, I guess, to be trained to be soldiers. So it's like, what are we going to do with all these orphans? Send them to the military academy? Make them fight? That sounds like a great idea. And they love it! They're like, I think the max age you can be in one of the gardens is 20. And most kids go in it at the age of 5. And immediately start training. Yeah, Yeah, start them young. Let's go, Sparta. They start training to be these soldiers, basically. And they are... um, Trained, obviously, from a very young age in whatever their specialization is. So this is kind of where the magic system comes into play in the game. 
blah, blah, blah. At one point, you're in like the training garden and a legit Tyrannosaurus Rex comes out of nowhere and you have to fight the T-Rex. It's so hard. <laughs> that stupid Rubs me so weird. Yeah, it's like, that what? stupid T-Rex battle was so hard and it's ridiculous. But so the whole point of saying all of this is eventually, so spoiler alert, Essentially, Balam Garden was founded however many years before the game starts by this woman, Adia, and her husband, Sid. And the entire purpose is because Adia was visited by a time traveler who said, Hey, you're going to need to make this giant crazy school to train all of these people to be magic soldiers, more or less, because you're going to have to fight a super sorceress who is going to try to destroy the world. And she was like, that sounds reasonable. So she so she was like, husband, Sid, we have to build these three gardens. And he was like, okay, I'm on board with this. So they just straight up did. They built these crazy gardens to train super sorceress soldiers to eventually fight what they knew via premonition from a time traveler would be a big problem in the future. So they were like, oh, guess we better start now. Good to nip those things in the bud. Yeah, and so so eventually, the sorceress does arrive, and this is where like the game kind of starts off, because you're Squall and his little team, and I guess someone at the garden was like, hey, it would be a good idea if we sent 15-year-olds to assassinate a sorceress. That sounds like really good planning, right? So that's exactly what they do. So whoever's in charge of the school sends Squall and his team to go assassinate the sorceress. They fail. The sorceress gets really pissed that somebody tried to assassinate her. As one would. So she mobilizes one of the other gardens, launches 80 bajillion missiles at the third garden, destroys it, and then launches... It's actually a cutscene sequence. It's really cool. So she activates these missiles launches all of them at you, at Balam Garden, at everyone that lives there. So don't necessarily think of it as a school. It's like a micro town. Mm. It's like its own thing. People live there actively all the time. That's where all of your little orphans live. I mean, some students are commuters, you could say, the ones that have families. But mostly it's a mobile, it's like a town. It really is a little town. And so you see all of these missiles cruising into Balam Garden and you're like, oh shit, we're doomed. But then derptastic Squall back at the base is like, oh, I'm going to push a bunch of buttons. And somehow he manages to activate Balam Garden's hidden feature that you had no idea about before. The halo expands out to encompass the entire school falls down around everything, goes back under. The entire school lifts up out of the ground. The halo (laughs) is now the base. It's a mobile fortress. The entire wow. school. Gotta say that's pretty awesome. That is this, uh, very cool. The entire school is this mobile goddamn Jeez. fortress, and all the missiles land right where the school is. And from the wreckage and the dust, the school just oh kind of comes out. Of and the sources is like ridiculous. Shit, it's absurd. That's unreal. They're just writing this shit like not like. Pre- what if? Yeah. What if Wait. we have the halo then, expand and, then, and it encompasses it, and the whole thing lifts and oh, flies yeah. away. And then, like, like not like correcting anything that they've already said, they just go all like that. That's great, Jensen. Next, that's great, Jensen. Adam Jensen, Adam Jensen from yeah. 
so from Deus Ex comes eventually in. Eventually, your school kind of gets your mobile fortress. Really, kind of gets to the ocean and just kind of plops right in. So then it actually functions as an actual ship. It's like, a boat, like a boat, I'm like on an a actual boat. boat. But it's a so so the halo is still down there. But now you're kind of like a giant cruise ship. It's fine with the sharks. But the, like what I love about it is the absurdity. That's, That's so my bizarre. favorite That's thing crazy. about it. I like you, I was honestly, I was you were oh, you were leading yeah. into this with this with this this backstory and i was like where the where hell's the ship going? coming in where's the vehicle where's the vehicle so that's the whole thing like the, there's no she, real she had us fooled it was, yeah. she was talking so about a vehicle the, the whole time the there. game does a great job of it too because you're not expecting it it totally is an accident in the game like squall kind of activates this crap and you see these turbines start to turn and you're like what's happening and then you're like Oh, the whole fucking school <laughs> moves. <laughs> and it's just like it's the it's such a cool point of the game where you're like the tides have turned sorceress. We are mobile now. We can fly. We can fly. <laughs> we are coming for us. We are coming for you. <laughs> so it's just Come the orphans. best. Come orphans, train yourselves. <laughs> like the whole idea of it is so ridiculous. I I I think you it does. It. Yeah, is I it, think so is it, it number 1 for I you? think it remains at okay. number 1. Like the I more think so. I think the about sheer it, magnitude. The Absurdity of it, as you said. That's ridiculous. Like Obelum Garden. Like, what a ridiculous name. It's just everything about it is absurd, and I love it. That's good number one. That is a good number one. That's, uh, that's. That's ridiculous. One of the funniest parts of the cutscene is like. play more Final Fantasy. Oh, man. So, like, the. And by more Final Fantasy, I mean. Play a Final Fantasy. Yeah, play a Final Fantasy. Dude, just pick one. Just pick one. So, like, at one point, as the uh, ship is basically mobilizing itself and you don't really understand what's going on, the headmaster is standing in, like, his regular office and this circle of light kind of forms around him on the ground and he's like, what the shit's happening? (laughs) And then this thing shoots out of the ground and it's the control center. It's the command center. And it's like, okay, you're in charge now. No one was prepared. No one was ready that down in the owner's manual or something. I mean, it's not that old in the scope of the game, but it's just the best. It's fantastic. The headmaster is just like, oh, well, they should have briefed me when I took the position. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to fly. I don't know how to fly this thing. Pressing buttons. That's how I got there in the first place. the water and he's like, well... Now, well, joke's yeah. on you. La-dee-da. I used to be a captain. <laughs> He's like, well, <laughs> my, my other skills have finally come into play. Everyone strap in. <laughs> Carnival Cruise Line captain, right. everyone, right here. <laughs> Fantastic. Final Fantasy VIII, man. Interesting, interesting. So I'm going to take this in a completely opposite direction. The complexity of Baumgarten. Is that his name? Balam. I always Garden? called it Balam, to be Blam. real. Balam. Because <laughs> I was like, Blam. Blam. That's a Blam moment. Blam. But, so, I'm taking it from the complexity yeah. of we Balam Garden. We can scale Garden it back a little yeah. bit. <laughs> to literally one of the simplest vehicles that could be. It comes from Assassin's Creed 2. Throwing it back to Assassin's Creed 2. Ooh. I think I know what you're going to talk about. Is this a Da Vincian device? It is, <gasps> right. actually. Because right. like I mentioned when we were talking about back in one of the times I was talking about Assassin's Creed, uh, you know, you meet, and one of the things that I loved about the game is how right. it intertwined history with this fiction, mm-hmm. and that you get to meet Leonardo da Vinci. And, he, you know, he helps you Thrilling. out. He upgrades your gear and all this other stuff. He's like a crackhead. What was his deal? He's like a crackhead. He's not a crackhead. No, but there's something He's about him. He's just eccentric. He's a, which you would imagine. <laughs> Same thing. No, I thought there was something, though, that he was doing that was that was funny. I can't I can't remember when you met, brought it up last time. Is there something? Is he smoking? Or? <laughs> He's no, a crackhead. I don't think I, so. I actually stand by what I said. I don't remember. He's just really, he's just kind of like nutty and, you know, obviously he's a, he's 
Just creating all these things that no one, had, no one had ever seen before. Yeah. So it comes across in this mission that you have to go assassinate this one guy, as one does in a game called Assassin's Creed. And But the problem is he lives in a really fortified palace. Uh, it's just guards everywhere. It's going to be really hard to break in. But he does have excellent roof access. Oh. But how does one get to a roof? If the building itself is very guarded, and you, you can't just like walk and be like, Hey guys, not big deal. I'm gonna go scale this wall. Just, really just practicing just for, for an assassin. upcoming. You are an assassin. You could sneak you around, could but you decide to be like, you, you know could what? Assassinate. I have this good buddy, Leonardo da Vinci. He's got some cool shit. I bet I could use some of his cool shit to make this way easier <laughs> it's a nice for me. Way of saying In a really <laughs> roundabout way, I'm gonna make this really easy. And this, the vehicle is Leonardo's. Flying machine. <gasps> nice. Uh, so the mythical flying you see, machine. You know, you see his yes. drawings of this yes. like very basic, very like glider essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, wings made of fabric, wooden framework, and so he's basically like. Your uh, Ezio is just like, hey, what if we use that or whatever? And he's just like, no, I've never tested it. It's crazy. Like you'd be an idiot to try <laughs> to up, boy. try to fly this thing. No, he's actually like your age in the game. Leonardo da Vinci is. Yeah. Oh wow. And so he's, so just he's like, like young, untested Leo. Exactly. Well, I didn't and so know he's that. like, yeah. I designed this thing. I don't really know how it's going to work. Smoking cigs, like man, I don't know. <laughs> Drinking wine. Yeah. You know? It's fucking city. I got to get out. <laughs> but so he's just like, no, you'd be crazy. You'd have to climb up on a tower, jump off with it. You're kind of, you'd be stupid to Things do that. You do. And then Ezio's like. <laughs> Like, hey, I do leaps of faith off buildings all the time. Yeah. I can definitely take this on, no problem. Mm-hmm. And so Ezio's like, ah, I'm your madman. I'll, I'll, I'll fly this thing. The test man Leo always needed. Yes. <laughs> so That's it's basically, it really it, it, it again, it's just a, di- it's a different thing, a different step that for when you played Assassin's Creed 2 from Assassin's Creed 1, which only had horses, which you could only ride two cities. You couldn't even ride I'll a horse lame. inside cities. They were basically just a place getting to and from one city to another. In Assassin's Creed. In Assassin's Creed 2, obviously you had horses that you could ride and all this other stuff, but you could also take over, uh, do gondolas in the, sh- in the city, I'm pretty sure. Cool. If I remember right, it could be wrong on that one. It's been a long time since I played it. But then to be able to have in this edition of a flying machine created by none other than Leonardo da Vinci. It's very basic. It literally is a glider. Like you do a test flight of it and you just glide and realize, well, I'm not going to get very far in this thing. So then that sets up another mission where you have to go and like clear these rooftops of guards so that your other followers, helpers that are with you can light fires because they decide that oh hot air rises hot air will give you more lift there you go so you have to fly from this one part dodging arrows that are being shot at you hit these these uh bonfires that will lift you up higher again and but it's not a preset path Mm -hmm. there are multiple ways you could go but if you choose the wrong one you'll crash you'll you won't be able to find a a fire close enough and you'll crash so you have to like kind of find your way through it Slowly. Did you crash a couple well, times? Oh, yeah, I crashed a lot. Damn you, Leonardo. But Damn it's one of those things where it's like you can <laughs> dive really fast and then pull back to glide up a little bit more to just uh-huh. kind of like hop us sure, and sure. skip around to all these different things. So it's just a, it, a great new mechanic and feature to Assassin's Creed 2 that hadn't been there. And mm-hmm. another thing that made that game so this is awesome, you know, just like right. really stand out. And so then you eventually like fly. You're going around. You could even too like – Leonardo, before you take takes off, or they're like, "Hey, watch out for the watch out for the guys shooting flaming arrows at you. That'll cause your you know your thing to catch on fire <laughs> and burn." What? Bye. Okay, hit the <laughs> hit the camera real quick. Uh, and so he's just like, and so you're just like, oh well, well, and you're like, too bad I can't use my sword. And I was like, hey, no big deal. You're gonna if you fly low enough, maybe you can kick one of them in the head and knock them off. <laughs> so you can actually do that the if you want to try. <laughs> you know, you be flying over a roof and like you can, like kick the archers on it and stuff <laughs> like that, kick, kick them off. <laughs> 
uh, low tech solution. So Leo. <laughs> I mean, why couldn't you like stick a knife on my boot or something? Come yeah. on, man. Come on. Leo. But uh, but so that just adds another fun little thing you can do. But no, for for being able to tie in the history into this fictional game, which you know it's not even known really if Leonardo even actually tested this thing right. or flew it. Right. So it's still like a fun little bit of fiction to tie in with the, cool. with the history. So for that reason, I love that it's young Leo. I had no yeah, idea. Leonardo, like, like, young guy. You know, no, nah, he's like in fancy ass clothes. He's flips, like, what's up, man? Know, yeah, dude. What? I can make some cool stuff. <laughs> he's probably really he's into cool. parkour. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but so no. So for that reason, for of just other. like the basic the respect, respect the, the for the basicness of it, but then like the cool the the wow part of it for it being such a different thing from Assassin's Creed One is what really made it stick yeah. out to me. It sounds and very the, whimsical and cool. Yeah, and the next in the next game, which I thought about talking about lumping these all into one group, but I might save it for a future vehicles uh, episode. Is that in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, the next game, Leo has, you know, you're all a few years older. Leonardo has devised some more inventions and machines. But their plans have all been stolen by the bad guys and they've been building them. And so you have to go steal their prototypes from them. So, but you get to use like this tank type vehicle. Like, I can't remember what the other ones are, but there are like certain missions around getting his creations back. That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Just a fun little thing in there. So that had to be my number one. Excellent. Leonardo's flying choice. That was a good choice. But that concludes our lists. And now before we say adieu, Ah. we must give our hint for our next song from Michael Sandoval. Oh, I'm excited. His hint is... Right, don't look. says... (laughs) Don't say it. Don't say the song title. I know it. I'm not going to. (laughs) Utilize your team synergy to summon the elements of the planets. One more time. Utilize your team synergy to summon the elements of the planets. Okay. That is your hint, everyone. Utilize your team synergy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to hear the song. Planets. Yeah, I'm ready to hear the song. So yeah, stick around for the end of this episode after we do our sign-up where you can hear the segment of the song. But the contest goes live Wednesday morning following the publishing of this episode. Stop cheating. No, no one's, we have, cheating. no one's cheating. No one's cheating. We have <laughs> superb, <laughs> upstanding. Shazam! Upstanding. Now you just told everyone that's a possibility. It's not. It's not. Shazam never works. Just cut this part. <laughs> How would I know that? But anyway, because um, you keep trying it. <laughs> but anyway, so Wednesday, nine a.m. is when the contest officially starts. First person to reply, we'll put out, we'll send out a post every time when the contest officially starts. But sit, but if you comment on our Facebook, reply to our Twitter. Uh, you can even send us an email, but we prefer it to be on the social media so we can get other people interacting with it. First person to, to correctly guess the game that Michael is hinting at from the song that we play at the end of this episode will get to choose the song for a future episode. So next episode will be Mogan bringing us a, so, a song because she correctly guessed Brandon's hint with Circle Shadow of, of the Colossus. Eat it, oh, Zach. That's how it continues, I know. That's, that's such a sad Here's your story. chance to redeem yourself, you know? Yeah, right now. Yeah, with this with this song uh, from Michael. So thanks, Michael, <gasps> for sending, for correctly guessing and then sending us in a hint. It's been great. So we had some excellent discussion today about some vehicles, I as always. some good ones, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, again, 
like many of our topics, this is volume one. Yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we will yeah. re- we be able to revisit this as part two at some point. Yeah, There's we two do. other gardens I haven't talked about. Gosh. <laughs> one of them gets destroyed, apparently. But so we have a lot. So those are some of our favorite vehicles. Please, we always like to know what were some, what are some of your standout vehicles that you've come across or driven in your various gaming exploits. Please let us know what they are by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Facebook and or Twitter at Facebook at Team Chat Podcast, respectively. And you can also remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ubook. Not Ubook. YouTube. YouTube. Where you can Facebook. watch the, the episodes. And really, if you subscribe to all these things, that's how you get the full Team Chat experience. Because we, like we like to keep everybody entertained. It's what we do. It's Try. what we do. We, it's the Team Chat we, guarantee. It is. Aww, there you go. Got that in. The Team Chat guarantee. But ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Moe. Adios. And to my left, Zachary Parks. I gotta take a shower. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> I so get hot in this room. <laughs> it does get really Sorry. hot in this room. Sometimes I'm, I get a little hot in I'm here. actually like, oh my <gasps> god, let's finish this up. I'm so hot. Sorry, sweat. <laughs> <sighs> we're just vehicle we're just, talk. All this vehicle talk is getting me hot and bothered. <laughs> but until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stick around for the song segment after this. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>